Welcome to Just the Two of Us, our bumpy journey called life. We are two friends that have been sharing our spiritual journey for the last 11 years. We've had wonderful moments and miracles on our journeys and also many bumps along the way. We love talking about all things related to spirituality, recovery, the heart, soul, and ego, and we enjoy sharing that with all of you as well. Today's topic is telling the difference between joy and happiness. So would you say there's a difference between the two? Good morning, Chas. Oh, hugely. Huge difference between joy and happiness. Joy is fleeting. Joy, or excuse me, happiness is fleeting. It doesn't last. It's when I think about how I chased happiness my whole life, you know, um, but I think that, you know, joy, happiness is, is, um, is a natural state, like not happiness in the giddy high, you know, shopping happiness or going on trips happiness or boyfriend happy, new boyfriend happy, not that kind of, you know, stuff that wears off. But I think that we're, if you look at babies, they're just joyful, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not because there's much going on except maybe people are reflecting their love for them. Um, but babies are just naturally joyful. And that's what we should strive for is that deeper joy that is not for any reason. It's that we don't need something to make us happy. I always needed something to make me happy. And, um, and I did. I, I chased that feeling my whole life. It felt good because what was I left with? What, what if I didn't chase it, what would I feel? Well, at the time, I probably would have felt very uncomfortable. Um, it becomes like an addiction almost. And there's nothing wrong with doing all those things. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying for myself, it just doesn't hold the appeal that it used to because I don't feel those fleet feelings. I don't get that, that high feeling. Um, from doing those things anymore. So therefore, it makes me really not have a whole lot of interest in it. I mean, I could do it, but it's not, I'm doing it from a place of, um, I guess, indifference. I guess that would be the right word. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It just shows how many things we do to get a feeling. And then when we don't get a feeling, well, I guess it shows you if you really want to do it or not. Yeah. If you're not getting a feeling about it. And chasing that feeling, I mean, it led me to, you know, drinking and other things that weren't helpful, <laughs> that were very harmful. Um, so, I mean, it led me to being in relationships that um, weren't good for me, even, you know, my first, maybe second marriage, too. Um, you know, that just chasing that feeling. Um, and it's kind of a relief not to chase it anymore. Like knowing that my, that what I want for my life today isn't about happiness. And I know I just got off, I told her I just got the phone with a therapist and she, she was asking me about depression, and it's like, but I, I don't feel that feeling. I don't think some people understand that, um, you know, and sometimes you, it can be depression where we don't feel joy. 
but I can still access a knowing. There's a knowing in me that doesn't have a feeling, just like love doesn't have a feeling for me, but I know that my heart is open and that I um, feel love, but not in the sense that I actually feel it. I just know that it's there. It's a knowing feeling. So all of it's become sort of a knowing feeling for me. And if you remember when I wrote my first book called The Gift of Knowing, um, that the things that I was starting to open up to, new experiences, what came from a place of knowing, not from a place of feeling or thinking. Because thinking, feeling generally comes from thinking. You have a thought, it makes you feel something, right? Mm-hmm. But it's almost like mind bypasses the mind on certain things. It doesn't. It doesn't take it to the mind. Like, oh, I wonder how this would feel if I did this. Like, I, I don't, you know. Or, oh, I can't wait to go get this. I mean, it would create a feeling, but I would be. It would be generated by my mind wanting something. And when you get come to a place where, if you have it, great. If you don't, great. Like there's no difference. Um, that's an indifference, I guess. Um, I think it's freedom. I think it's freedom. That's what it feels like for me. I I don't know. Can you relate to that, Chess? Um, not to the extent that you do, but, but letting go of some of the old attachments that. You oh have. yeah. Oh, it's freedom. Oh, it's freedom and stepping away from any addiction, which a lot of it is. I think I think a lot of it is just being addicted being addicted to the high feeling, being addicted to the low feeling, like being addicted to happiness, being addicted to pain. Yes. Um, I think it, in some ways, it's all an addiction. Um, so yeah, there's great freedom when you step away from that. That's what I was sitting here thinking about. I, before Mr. Shoes, there was another guy at work who I was obsessing <laughs> over. And I just remember that day it was his last day. And I don't know why. I don't know why I remember this, but I do. I specifically remember how I felt um, pulling out and heading off for work that day. Um, it was his last day. And I left that parking lot like with the biggest smile on my face. Like I, I felt so I want to say it was happy, but I think I think it was just a joyful uh, feeling of uh, freedom, knowing knowing that he was leaving and that I could um, just uh, step away from that. So um, I have had those moments. Now we know we know what came next. I just moved on to the next, but then um, you know, stepping away from that, um, I got that same feeling. You know, I had to work through my other feelings, but there was a, so I think freedom and joy go together and uh, gratitude. I think they all go together. Don't you? And contentment. Yes. I think all of them. And I would add contentment because I, and this is another thing the therapist brought up is, is, you know, getting out and doing more things than I'm doing at the moment, but I have zero desire to do that. Like, you know, you and I'll meet up for a smoothie or, you know, you'll come over or something, and that's that's nice. But beyond that, I just I'm I'm actually content to be home. Where before I would I would be content to be home for a while, but then I'd have to go do something. 
Mm-hmm. And then I'd be content to be home for a while, but then I'd have to go out and do something. Like I just couldn't be still. And more and more, and I'm not completely there, but more and more I see myself moving in that direction of just being content. And I think once you have contentment, it doesn't matter where you are, it will be there. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I do. And discontent, I know what that feels like, and that's painful. Being discontent, yeah. being unhappy about everything, wanting things to be different than they are. It's like with a hurricane, you know, if I wanted things to be different, if I was wishing this hurricane didn't happen after it's already happened, um, you know, I might create some discontent. But I think that's what our world suffers from is discontent. We're not content with ourselves. We're not content with ourselves. Mm -hmm. The more content we are with ourselves, the more inner contentment we have, then the more we can just let things be. Yeah. I know I felt some discontent those first couple of days. (laughs) Well, because we're used to technology, we're used to the creature comforts, AC, all those things like that. and. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. It's nice to have those things. And and that's where the gratitude comes in. But yeah. also, you know, I think for the most part, um, it was a lesson, don't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it, was a you... le- it, it was a lesson in letting go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was a lesson in letting go. And then after a couple of days, I realized, oh, like, I feel a little calmer now. Like, and this is before we even got this stuff back. Um, and I had a good cry and just kind of putting things in perspective, I guess, but also my attachment to, um, being able to get a hold of people. That was a huge one for me. Like Mm -hmm. feeling something happen happens. And this isn't the first time I felt that feeling when, when like my phone or internet goes out or something. And I feel this like cut off from the world. Like if something happens, I'm not going to be able to get a hold of somebody. Like some kind of fear shows up or no one's going to be able to get a hold of me if something happens. Um, But I had to let go because no matter how many times I hit that send button or call button, it would not go through. And um, I think it helps me to just, yeah, to let go and I guess just be with myself a little more. I, I don't know. Sometimes we're forced to do that, but after if we give it a little bit of time, we can settle into it, right? Yeah. Like, okay, all right. Yeah. It's like, okay, this won't be forever. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll be able to talk to people again, and it's fine. And I ended up coming over to your house anyway and, and mm-hmm. taking care of everything. So, yeah. I always had everything I needed. Yeah. I always did. Yeah. We always, you know, we do. And this storm really, I don't know, it just, it changed things. It just, it it changed things. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It just, um, I don't know. There is a contentment in me and and I don't even, it's mind boggling because, you know, I always say, gosh, if somebody were in my body for five minutes, let alone a day, I think that they would just be like, how do you do do this but there is just there's something stronger in me and maybe it's faith maybe it's just that there is some that it's that house that house that I've built inside of me through all of this you know of strength and trust 
and um, and I've let go of things that are sort of superficial. The things that matter to me are is love, right? Yeah, is people and um, connection, and of course teaching will always be there. Since I was a little girl playing teacher in the basement with my cousins, <laughs> that's always been a part of me. Like. Those are the things that feed my soul. And what I've really discovered even more through the storm is, is that there is just, um, it's just paying attention to what I call soul food, things that feed my soul and other things that I've done, you know, I'm glad I did them, but I need, I know now that it doesn't have, it doesn't, there's no meaning for it for me. There's no, um, if I do it, I do it. If I don't, I don't sort of feeling. doesn't matter either way, you know. I don't have an attachment to it. I guess that's it. I don't have an attachment to it. I can do it. I can even enjoy it, but I don't have an attachment to it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you that a different me walked right out of that storm. And I, it's weird because I know, I know these are all changes that have been, like, taking place over time. I know it, I know it didn't just happen in the storm, but it kind of feels like it. Like, I do feel like a, I don't know, like, like I grew up in that storm or something. It's a strange feeling. I don't know. Cause I, I keep looking around cause you know, I've always positioned myself as, um, and I know I'm going way off topic here, but, um, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's our podcast. So <laughs> we always <laughs> talk about whatever, but no, just seeing people mirroring back at me the way that I have most of my life positioned myself as that helpless child. Save me. And it's interesting that I came out of that storm and like in different places, roles have been reversed. Like all of a sudden I feel like the adult in some, well, in a few situations, honestly. So it's just, I don't know. It's you like got I grew to see up. your growth. You got to it's see like, your growth. But I didn't just grow up, but it's like all, like, it feels like it though. Like the storm really showed it to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I, I walked into it one way and walked out. You're right. Like something changed there. There's definitely a change. Definitely. Been changing for a long time. And the storm just showed you the changes, but Chaz has been changing for a long time. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, yeah, it doesn't just change overnight. Right. No, it kind of feels like it though. But there's been a deep shift. Yeah. Uh, just that person that I knew 11 years ago, she's not here either. Oh, no. I'm not that person. You're not that person. Like, we have continued to work a hard program. And therefore, there's been a lot of internal changes for us. And you got to witness those changes during the storm of yeah. how responsible you are today, how kind you are today you know, and giving just, yeah. And, and strong. And strong. Yeah. Strong. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been able to claim the, that word about myself. Like I position everybody else as the strong ones. I'm, I'm the weak one that needs help. I've always, I've, well, maybe I'm done saying always cause I'm not anymore. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just interesting. Mm -hmm. Just and it did bring up some trauma. I mean, it did. I saw that. Oh, too. yeah. I saw that it brought up stuff. But you worked through it. And it brought some stuff up for me, too. But we worked through our feelings. We felt them. We, and moved on. We didn't get stuck there. 
Yeah. Also brought up um, a snappy part of me. I was just, I was, oh, I was on oh, it. I was going to bring it up and I thought, oh, maybe I better not. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I just, I had no filter. That, and that's, and that has kind of remained though, too. Not that I'm snippy or snappy, but this, like, there's just less of a people pleaser in there. Mm-hmm. I feel that. I feel. I appreciate that. I appreciate that you're people pleasing a lot less, especially with me. I don't want you to people please me. I did had, snap though. <laughs> we had a hiccup. I I just call it a hiccup. We had okay. a moment where I was concerned for you and Bryce's safety, you and your son's safety, being out at night in circumstances that were unknown, you know, and um, it just didn't feel like the right thing to do. And um, you know, I never hold anything back. Well, and I don't do it in a way telling you to get your ass home. <laughs> but I wanted to say that, but I didn't. Yeah, no, you did say that. You did, did I, afterwards. I after, after after we had oh. talked it through a little bit. Yeah, you did. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, basically, I did want you to get your ass home. I know. Uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't having it. But you took it that you did something wrong, and I was I criticizing did. you. Mm-hmm. But you are so used to, and here's the thing, and you're so used to me lifting you up because you know that I, I will, I will correct you if I don't feel like something feels right or true and, and correct you in the sense of letting you explore it for yourself, not taking my word for it, but always want that person to explore it for themselves. But in that moment, you were not, you, you were in trauma. First of all, yeah. you were in trauma because I had seen you before that. And you were in trauma, and I just felt like you were just kind of wandering around, not sure what to do, not wanting to be home because you didn't have internet or connection. And so you were in search of something, but it just didn't feel like a good time to be doing that. And um, and I didn't hold that back, and, and you got snappy about it mm-hmm. and felt offended that, yeah. you know, I was saying you did something wrong. Well, I kind of do think you made a mistake. Still do, but... Again, you know, yeah. whatever. I mean, everybody has hiccups. Yeah. And most of the time we do agree, but there, there's going to be times in every relationship where two people are not going to see things the same way. They have a different perspective. But mine was about safety. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I kind of think that if the situation were reversed, you would perhaps be at least thinking the same thing that I was thinking. Probably. Only I said it. <laughs> if it were my son, I, I most oh. certainly probably would have been. So and tell him to get his ass home. I sure would. <laughs> you do. Yes. I know. Yeah. I wasn't having it. And I, and I was in trauma. And, um, you know, when I'm in fear, a lot of the time, that is when I don't want to hear things. I can't hear things. I can I mean, I hear it, I guess. But I have to sit with it. And yeah. uh, when I'm in fear, I'm in resistance. Yes. So, we all are. Yeah. yeah. You're right. yeah. So I, I guess that's part of the, because um, I keep telling you, I feel this like insecurity, this strangeness. I think it, I think it again is, it's more of that people please and leaving. I even saw it with, you know, being over at uh, um, my son's grandma's the other day with her and his dad just things were coming out of my mouth that I just couldn't stop. I just couldn't stop it. I didn't plan on saying anything, but, um, yeah. You were just being you. 
they said something that I just couldn't, I, I didn't agree with. I just, I didn't, and I didn't agree with it being said to my son. I just, I didn't. And I spoke up loudly mm-hmm. about it, honestly. Yeah. And you could see that she was in trauma and not thinking right, right? Absolutely. Which is exactly the experience I had with you. <laughs> yep. She's yeah. lost right now. Yeah. Wandering. Yeah. And you can see when somebody's lost. You're just looking for that. Yeah. Looking for that place of safety, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I can see it, but when you're in it, it's a little, yeah, a little foggy. Yeah. <laughs> so. But that helps you understand where she's at, right? Because yeah, you experience, right. you can have empathy for where she's at and know that you can offer some suggestions, but that's, just, you know, she may be resistant in her head. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It's all okay. Yeah, I guess it is. It's all okay. But I, I do think more. that there's a deeper contentment within myself. There is a mm-hmm. deeper something within me, obviously. Something. Yeah. yeah. Though it this... creates fear. My head wants to play fear stories about it. Trust me. It does. Screw um, your head. Yeah. Screw that. Don't listen to it. Yeah. But really, I just feel... Um, I don't know, a deeper, it's almost like a deeper root took place or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, that joy, that joy and contentment are things that can't be taken away no matter what. Right. Yeah. That's why we want to build that inner house because if we don't and everything is external, if we live externally, we're going to crumble again and again and I did over the years you know prior to recovery is I was a mess inside my insides were a mess and my outsides my outsides I actually worked hard to make it look good but my insides were I was bankrupt and today I'm continuing to build the strength inside of me so that I can weather my storms and the same for you right we can weather our storms when we when we build something internally, but living externally all the time, no, we have to find the balance. Yeah. Of, you know, going inward and going outward. Yeah. Can have both. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Happiness probably always needs a reason to be happy. Joy. Yeah. Yeah, Which is, and I don't, I don't know why I, can go back to that day but I remember thinking I have no idea why I feel this way like there is nothing going on that I should be feeling this feeling like it didn't make sense but I felt it and Mm -hmm. it was freedom and it felt joyful yeah and so you can name it all different names we can call it joy we can call it freedom what was the other one we can call it contentment gratitude gratitude but it's all the same thing to Love. me, it's all, you could just, yeah. it, it's all one word to me. Truth, God. Yes, <laughs> it's, those are just labels. But it all, to me, comes back to the same thing of just being centered within ourselves. And all of those things exist in each of us, but we may not access them because it's covered up with all the wounds, all the place we're wounded. So then we're operating from our mind because we're in survival. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But we want to 
want to get out of survival, but we have to do some healing work in order to get out of there. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. The storm. Yeah, we said we were going to weather it. Mm-hmm. I was trusting you. I really was. I was like, <laughs> okay. Like, I didn't know what it meant, but I trusted you that we would no matter what. And yeah. we did. And I trusted me too. <laughs> yeah. Even though I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, but that's what happens when I try to interpret it. Yeah, I know. I just knew deep down everything was okay and going to be okay. And I still know that today that everything moving forward is going to be okay. Like, I know that is there. It's consistently there. Yeah. And I don't always feel it, but there's always a voice inside of me that tells me the same thing. Everything's okay, Deb. Yeah. I I pull on that a lot. Yeah. yeah. I say and those words has, to myself all the time. Yeah. It has been. Even through COVID, through lots of things we've been through. Yeah. It's been okay. There's been lots of lessons. It hasn't always been easy, but um, it's all helpful. It's all helpful. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. What are your words for the day? Um, truth. Um, gratitude today. Gratitude and peace of God. How about you? Mm, I would say love, mm-hmm. gratitude, and uh, just being in the moment. Okay. Yeah. yeah, good. Being in the moment, letting go of, <clears throat> uh, you know, my dad's coming this weekend, so mm-hmm. I want to get in there, and now I want to try and, like, orchestrate things. So I just want to try and let it be. Yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling simple is going to be the best way. Just keep it simple. Yep. I think that's who I get it from. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And simple. Yeah. Maybe that's my word too. Simplicity. Yes. Oof. I need simple. Yeah. That's a good word. I know. I always have. I always have. I have too, but I think that my system won't allow me to overwhelm myself. So it forces me to really keep it simple. And I can't even like think about, well, I've told you, even planning a meal feels so heavy. So what I do is I just go cook. I don't think about planning. The planner in me is getting smashed. That's ego. Is getting smashed to smithereens and it's been friggin' painful. But at the same time, it's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Plan, planning is just controlling. And, mm-hmm. you know, Hurricane taught us we don't have control. Yeah, it sure did. Yeah. No, we don't. Well, any last thoughts? Nope. That's it for me. All right. Well, thanks for being here this morning. And thanks for sharing all your wisdom with us. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Just the Two of Us, Our Bumpy Journey Called Life. Our hope is that you found what we shared helpful and that you take some of it with you as you go through your day. Until next time.